Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Our first reading this morning is a reading from Genesis 15. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Elizer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Here ends the reading. Our second reading this morning is a reading from Hebrews 11. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise, and so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the, longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. 
Our Holy Gospel this morning comes from Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said, So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them and put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. I usually like to begin my sermons with some sort of story or an anecdote to ease us into whatever the scripture story is for the day. But today, I got nothing. (laughs) I mean, part of it is that I'm just coming off a vacation. It was a short week. I had a hard time getting myself together. But it's also that this week it was just hard to focus given the news that came out of El Paso and Dayton last weekend. I suspect, like many of you, I was just trying to wrap my head around these two stories that came within 24 hours of each other, and one of them happening so close to home. I think my lack of creativity is just a sign of being weary. Weary of these all-too-common stories of violence knowing that the issues are complex, and as a country, we cannot seem to agree even on strategies to address them. So I'm grateful today that Jesus has a word for us, and it's a powerful one. In our gospel from Luke, Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, on the one hand, I find this promise incredibly comforting. And on the other hand, it feels like it is a promise that is just so far away from being realized. I mean, it's comforting to know that God has desires for us, that God desires that we would have God's will and God's ways present in our everyday lives. And not only does God desire to give us these things, but Jesus tells us it is God's good pleasure. It's God's great happiness. It's God's great joy to give us these things. Yet it seems... There is such a gap 
between what God desires for us and the world that we find ourselves living in. I mean, think about it. When you think about God's reign, God's kingdom, we think of words from Scripture, peace on earth, right? God has a peaceful kingdom. And yet we live in a world where a young man owns a gun that can kill nine people in less than 30 seconds. Such a contradiction to what God proclaims. God's kingdom comes, Jesus tells us, when the least of these are being cared for. That we live in a world where public discourse that encourages hate and questions the value of whole groups of people is tolerated. And children who are in our care are being neglected. If we read scripture, the stories Jesus tells, he paints a picture of God's kingdom as a place of abundance. And yet the culture informs us that we need to grab that all that we can and hold on tight because certainly others will come and take what is ours if we don't. Today Jesus says, do not be afraid. Yet we are told again and again that we are to fear those who think differently, who believe differently, who look differently than we do. Like you, I long for God's kingdom to come. But it seems like there is such a gap between the kingdom Jesus promises and the world as we know it. What do we do? If you've ever ridden the subway around London, you may have heard an automated voice giving instructions to mind the gap at each and every stop. This warning is a safety precaution for passengers to be aware of stepping over the gap between the train and the platform so that they don't trip. It's kind of an interesting phrase. But in it, maybe we can find some instruction for how we live our lives. Maybe this simple phrase of mind the gap is helpful for us. Because maybe as Christians, we are called to mind the gap between the kingdom of God that God desires for us and the world that we find ourselves living in. I mean, what if we decided to mind the gap, to be a bridge for God's kingdom coming among us. I mean, what if we started to challenge those places where the world seems to contradict what we trust God desires for us? What if we question voices that advocate hate? What if we model generosity in a world that teaches it's every person for themselves? What if we care for rather than fear the stranger among us? What if we committed to mind the gap in our own hearts, in our own thinking, when our own ways seem far away from what God desires? I mean, doing any of these things would take courage, which is why what Jesus says today is so powerful. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, little flock. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We need not be afraid to mind the gap 
if we are inviting God's will and God's ways to come among us. It's been a challenging and emotional week. What finally gave me hope was getting ready for our worship services this weekend because it reminded me of some of the ways that you, as God's little flock, are minding the gap. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus also says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And as I prepared for worship today, it became apparent to me that one of the things that we collectively treasure as a congregation is our children. As God's little flock, we are committed to helping our children and our families know that what God's kingdom looks like and that it is God's good pleasure to give us that kingdom. We want our kids to be grounded in their identity as children of God. We want them to know that they are beloved to us and to Jesus. We want them to know the ways and the will that God desires for them. We want them to have to mind a smaller gap between the world they live in and the world God promises. So I began to reflect on some of the things we're doing. For example, you already heard the impact story from Brenda. Brenda was one of 52 people from Good Shepherd who attended family camp or Bible camp this summer. As a congregation, we invest in that experience because we want to help equip our families with faith resources, as Brenda said, and with deeper relationships with each other and with God to help them maneuver this complex world and to help them know that they are a part of ushering in this kingdom that Jesus promises. Later in this service today, we are going to thank our diaconal candidate, Matthew Peterson, for his service among us. He's preparing to become a deacon in the Lutheran Church. Part of that formation was to complete 100 hours of volunteer work in a congregation, and Matthew chose us. We did not know it when we met Matthew, but that he would, uh, when he completed his volunteer work, he would have opportunity to continue on, chosen to be a part of our part-time staff in our outreach ministry. You see, over the past year, our church council has been exploring and discerning ways to use a gift of money that we received from Ruth Grassman, who was a member here from her estate, And in an act of generosity and courage and minding the gap, the council voted that a portion of Ruth's gift would be set apart to be used for outreach. Well, there's no outreach ministry that we know better than the one we are supporting and running down at uh, UC campus through the Edge House. And the council's been talking about creating a part-time assistant position for Pastor Alice for a long time. And earlier this year, they finally bit the bullet and decided to use a portion of the Grassman gift to provide a grant to fund a position for two years. At the meeting when we decided that, a council member said, Alice is doing a great job, but she is maxed out, and there is more work to be done on the UC campus, and we can do that work. 
Little did we know that God would send us Matthew to help us expand our ministry to support students. Remember, we're minding the gap. Support students and remind them that they are beloved, to give them a place of belonging, a place where they will be treasured. This ministry is one way that we are minding the gap. Next week, we're going to be blessing backpacks for teachers and students going back to school. It's a simple thing. But in this ritual, we are reminding kids and all of us that God's kingdom extends out into the world where we live, that we carry God's presence wherever we go. We mind the gap when we remember God desires for us to know his will and his ways in all circumstances. It's been a challenging week. But thank you, little flock, for the ways you courageously mind the gap, the ways you witness to God's love and God's hope for the world, for the ways you treasure our kids and our young adults and our families and you hold them close in your hearts. Because I suspect that the challenges will persist. So how will you mind the gap this week and show the world the will and the ways that it is God's good pleasure to give us? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.